0: I'm already almost finished my second beer. You've got the third one there waiting for you. I know, but also I'm going into this episode with two beers under me.
1: It's going to get interesting. And like I didn't eat since lunch, so. I didn't eat anything super real today and I'm on my second.
0: This is going to be a great episode. Uh-huh.
1: Alrighty then. Yeah, I think we needed to get a little plowed before we even started talking about this one. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. It's that kind of episode. All right, let's get into it. If cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore.
0: Welcome back to another week of Beer's Beats and Battlestar Galactica, this time Sandsbed. Uh, this is a Battlestar Galactica podcast where we, your hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, take you through each episode of Battlestar Galactica, uh, the sci fi original one. With more women. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, and even the really terrible episodes, like this one. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's a strong, it's strong to come in with that, but I feel like I'm not alone the, in this opinion. The
1: good thing about BSG is even when the episodes are bad, there are redeemable moments within them. You mean like Rosalind's outfit in the first scene? Uh, yeah, that would and be a high point. Also,
0: Can someone send me that portrait of James Callis, please?
1: Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you will find it hanging in Ronald D. Moore's house. Oh, my goodness. Which is uh, supposedly why they wrote that into the episode, that bit, because Ronald D. Moore was like, I want that portrait for my house, and somebody made a joke in the script about (laughs) hanging it over the toilet. (laughs) That's so great. Mm -hmm. That's already made this episode better. So if you don't know already, we are talking about... Every, your favorite and mine, season three, episode eight, Hero, directed by Michael Reimer. No no stranger to direction for this guy. I mean, I don't know if it was the direction that made this bad. Yeah, no, the the writing in this one is pretty brutal. And um, David Icke wrote the, the script for this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Has he written any other scripts? He's... He, this is not his first bsg episode um i didn't i didn't get too deep into it he he wrote a couple in season two but which episodes in season oh I just- and season one okay he wrote he has story credits for Kobold's last gleaming and he has writer credits for home parts one and two today we are drinking anti-hero oh. ipa from revolution brewing brewed in chicago nice yeah because uh Who's the hero? Who's the anti-hero in this I mean, episode? Is this when we start to sing? Are we going to sing?
0: We can be heroes forever and ever. It's actually a surprise because Kaylee thought I was going to do more. I carry then And then I came in with David Bowie.
1: But were you prepared for? I need a hero. <laughs> Hold up for a hero to the end of the night. So basically, this is just the
0: episode where Kaylee and I sing everything. There are so many songs about heroes. There are. Should yeah.
1: we Should we do our fave? <laughs> do you want to sing it together? Which part? I mean, the part where they say hero, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, then a hero, hero comes <laughs> along with the strength to carry on. And, and you, you cast your fears <laughs> aside. And, and you know, know you can, can survive.
0: I think that's enough. Everyone's like turned off the podcast already. It was
1: too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps we'll just go through and. That was my that. fifth grade dance recital. Yeah, that's just a song that I shamefully sang in my room all the time, uh, because I was like, no one wants a- to hear anyone perform this. But it's until so much I have fun a podcast of my
1: own and I can force my listeners to hear me sing it,
0: it's like. It's actually a really fun and challenging song to sing. It's like um, yeah, it's a
1: Mariah Carey song. Exactly. Of course it
0: is. I will always love She's you in by Whitney human. Houston. Also amazing to sing in your bedroom. <laughs> also for our Australian listeners, Delta Goodrooms, Born to Try. Very fun to sing. I can't Christina wait to hear Aguilera, this one. like, oh, Christina Aguilera, everything is really fun to sing at home. These are all songs. Actually, no, to be fair, I did actually go to a karaoke thing last night and there weren't many people there. And I was like, fuck That's this. That's the best time for karaoke. Yeah, exactly. For starters, they had Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog on their <gasps> list. So like, shout out for best karaoke ever. So first, of course, I is did Dr. The, Horrible's sing-along blog. the bar blog. across from your apartment? This is the bar across. He was, I was like, me and my friend have that as our karaoke song, but it's hilarious because no one ever has it. And then we were like, oh, we always ask though oh, do you have My Eyes by Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? And they were like, yeah. And we're like, what? <laughs> well, we will obviously immediately perform that. And then I was like, there's still no one here. I'm going to sing Celine Dion. And so I did. It was great. That's
1: I love brilliant. it. I love singing My Heart I, Will Go All I sing Dion. Uh, Alanis Morissette's most dramatic songs at karaoke. Oh, that's so good. I never right? thought about Alanis Morissette. Nobody wants to hear that shit. I, Nobody wants to hear that City of Angels soundtrack shit. <laughs>
0: I mean I would be here for it. <laughs> do you know what I always do? So I I a I always sing Zombie by the Cranberries, great karaoke song. It is. Everybody loves one. Everybody loves people it, do but that. it's also kind of challenging. Like you've got to you, and you can do the zombie like, really, like play it up. I also do and this is actually because of my dad. I always do The Winner Takes It All by ABBA, but I get really dramatic about it because it's a song where they're all breaking up and it's very sad. Oh. Um I did Paradise by the Dashboard Light with a random guy. Oh my, oh, my God. Oh my god!
1: Can we do Paradise by the Dashboard Light again? karaoke? That can be a
0: We can. We're going to go. We'll go. It'll be great. Yeah. And then um, another song that I always sing is I usually get a man along and I do Stan, but I get them to sing Dido and I do the rapping. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. It's also really I'm dark. here for that gender flip. <laughs> but also, Stan is a really depressing song. Yeah. Also, I'm... Like I've actually Googled before because at like saying I stand this person or mm. this couple or whatever is a thing now, and that came from that song, which is super depressing. Seriously? That's the origin of like I stand. Da da da. Is the is the I song? I do not know the expression. While well, you're not as hip, wait, you're talking with about the Eminem Dino song, right? I am.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. I'm not when, as cool when as you. When people are
1: like, we stand a legend. That's that stan comes from the Eminem song. Wow, so dark. It's a dark. Wow. It's a dark cultural that is a meme. Dark
0: song. Like I, every time I sing it, I'm like, this is a great idea. I know the whole rap by heart, and like, this is super great. And then I sing, I get to like the second verse, and I'm like, holy shit! Everyone's just like, whoa. Shit got real, real fast, and then yeah. you're like screaming about like how you're gonna kill your wife in the back seat of the car, and you're like, oh wow, yeah, this is tough. somehow
1: maybe more noticeable when a woman is doing the rapping, potentially
0: like that bit when he's like, shut up, bitch, I'm trying to talk, like you're like, whoa, wow. Anyway, um wow, well, so we've obviously gotten off to a great start uh-huh. not talking about this episode, karaoke not Adventures with
1: Lisa and Kaylee. That's yes. a, the, our, the title of our podcast. If we right? ever do. A live show,
0: which let's be real, we really won't. But if we ever did, it would just be there'd be a lot of karaoke. That's all I'm saying. We should just go do it anyway.
1: We'll just do karaoke and we'll post we'll it on social it. media.
0: <laughs> we'll make it a Patreon, <laughs> a Patreon bonus. I don't know. I think and then that we'll might lose subscribers. En-
1: <laughs> yes. Oh lord. Oh, anyway, okay, let's do this. Okay, we've been putting. That's why we're several beers in as we've been putting off talking about this episode. But hey, you now have heard us sing three songs about heroes hmm you're welcome yep mm-hmm. uh so we open our previously on has flashbacks to the mini series like so we much. are going way back so way
0: back yeah it's crazy it's like <laughs> and it has the tagline for the beginning of our podcast you know how in our song oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah you cannot wash your hands of the things that you've created and it came up and i was like oh that's us that's we hear that podcast. every week
1: <laughs> well every couple of weeks let's <laughs> be real uh, <laughs>
0: Guys, life is hot in New York City. <laughs> we're doing our best. We're sorry. We company. really
1: are. Um, just everybody looks so young in the flashbacks. It's, it's true. only this is only season three. Ty has two eyes and everything. Wow. Mm. Two just losing an aisle really takes some years off of you. Yeah. Ye.
0: <laughs> I see it. I see it. Oh, we're gonna see we're it. gonna get to.
1: <laughs> I see it. That's one of the highlights of this episode, I think. <laughs> but it's just interesting because like It doesn't seem like it's only, I don't know, makeup and costuming. Like, it seems like the filming of this has taken (laughs) a lot out on the actors. (laughs) Maybe I'm just making an incorrect judgment here, but everyone looks. It's like when you saw Obama like three years (laughs) into his presidency and you're like, good God, man. (laughs) What happened to you? Like, he's still totally gorgeous. Uh, Gorgeous. of president. Um, Um, Shout
0: out to the Hamill drop this week. Aww. Do yourself a favor and listen to it. It's just holy
1: moly. We'll hit you right in your political field.
0: Barack Obama's in it. It's like every, like, liberal elite's, like, wet dream. It's like a hamlet drop <laughs> with <laughs> President Obama. And all of us are like, I'm crying. In the same
1: week that uh, Michelle Obama was photographed in her thigh-high glitter boots. <laughs>
0: at her. Bu- That's so good. When she's, like, with Sarah Jessica Parker and, like, Totally owning her in own fashion. yeah so just like Park is over there like how dare you. They're My they're thing. winning
1: life post-presidency. Um,
0: absolutely. I'm here for Michelle Obama's knee high sparkly boots. They're
1: everything. You know it's not everything. <laughs> Tell me. This episode. <laughs> so we open on uh t- some sweaty, bloody eyeballs. Mm-hmm no don't in know what's happening head. lisa and i watched this episode together which is we, pretty rare we
0: also kind of watched it because it was really bad so then i think we just had a conversation over the top. yeah of the but episode. because
1: you weren't really paying attention you were convinced that this was baltar playing the cylons oh yeah yeah, yeah i
0: didn't notice that he
1: had a completely
0: different skin color yeah but quite different also later in the episode we see gaius's situation and i think oh, do we to be fair it's actually quite good that you were there for that moment for that reveal because i lost my shit (laughs) yeah it was amazing we we rewound it like five times so many times so many times (laughs) i was like what what this is just everything again
1: every bad episode of bsg has some beautiful highlights um yes we'll get to that later we will um first we're gonna get to this gorgeous portrait of the man in question okay
0: first of all First of all, <laughs> tell me your thoughts. Um, these two are just so hot in this scene.
1: Oh my god! Okay, Rosalind in this like mm-hmm. dress down mm-hmm. looks like she could go on safari. She like looks she wears so hunter green good. throughout this entire episode, it's and it's her. gorgeous mm-hmm. with her hair color. Mm-hmm. She is. She's, she's got a new hair color.
0: Shout out to the stylist on. Um, on Battlestar because someone colored her hair. Mm -hmm. It's it's a nice red reddish colour. Yeah. Mm, But I I
1: I love a a lady in like a
0: disheveled going through like a slightly
1: oversized button down. Yeah,
0: it's hot. It's really hot. We Mm -hmm. agreed, I think. We were like, There's
1: something about the look that reminds me of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. real here for it. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's very good. We get a mention of your favorite formerly alive person. Oh, Billy, he put oh. together this super convenient dossier about the Valkyrie. Rip, Billy, rip. <laughs> so Rosalind, like they have this amazing banter about hiding, uh, putting the portrait of Baltar over the toilet.
0: I yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. It's tough for a guy, Baltar, but I think he's going to be okay. I'm so glad you're concerned for his well-being. No one else is. No, no one else. But I'm here <laughs> for him and his giant penis. Oh,
1: we're never going to get over that. Nope. Not, not, not No, not ever. Never. <laughs> yeah, so Rosalind's going through files in her office, pulls out this dossier that Billy put together for her about the Valkyrie, mm-hmm. which we've never heard of before. Nope. Which was suddenly, apparently, uh, Adama's command before he uh, got Battlestar kind of as a punishment for Mm. the events of this episode, except for none of that timeline makes any sense. None None of of it it checks out.
0: Nope. And can I also just say that before we even get into this, there are no themes at the end of this episode, because there's only one theme of this episode and that's exposition and terrible writing. Yeah. I'm just going to go with bullshit. One, two, two themes. My theme is bullshit. Do you know the Spanish Inquisition in Monty Python? That's what I was referencing then. It's like, nobody expects the, the Spanish Inquisition. Our chief element is surprise, surprise and fear, fear and surprise, two, two chief. And it just goes on <laughs> like that. And it just ends up being like 10 things. That's what I just did. I was like, there's one theme, just one. Jokes are really, really
1: funny when you have to explain them.
0: Look, I did that for our Monty Python fans, which I'm sure there are some. And I'm sorry that you Americans don't i do enjoy monty python that was just a, That's the that TV was a very series. specific reference. it's a tv series i feel like a lot of people see the movies and not the tv series i was raised by a nerd guys i'm like an i've been a nerd my whole life monty python was a big part of my childhood and i'm sure we have fans who are the same i feel like as i'm getting older i can quote monty python less and it's very sad because it's very funny
1: we should brush up Maybe we should
0: actually do a bonus episode. We say this every episode, but we could. (sighs) If someone wanted to sponsor an episode where we covered a Monty Python movie, I would love that. That would be fantastic. I took someone on a first date to go and see The Life of Brian. They'd never seen Monty Python. And I was like, we will decide very quickly if we're going to get along or not.
1: That's quite a test.
0: Yeah, they liked it. So it was fine. But then, of course, classic me. I fucked it up. So moving on. Anywho. (laughs)
1: We've got three Raiders. Andredis, two Raiders are chasing a third one. What's happening? I don't know. Tell me. Starbuck and Kat are ready to intercept.
0: Starbuck, man. She is not enough in any of these episodes. Just you wait, my friend. Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) So good. Tiny, tiny spoiler alert. By
0: the way, we're watching, we're like ordering in food and watching Unfinished Business, like, immediately. Guys. But we will do a live watch with you too and it's going to be fully live as it always is.
1: It's just that Lisa likes to prepare her thoughts so she can tweet them with gusto. It's true. While watching the episode. Also, I just
0: can't wait. I've been so good at watching episodes. Like, it's been really good. We, we delayed this by a week because new job, whatever. And I really
1: want to see Unfinished Business because... All of our Patreon supporters are like, I wanna sponsor that episode. I and suspect we might be tweeting about unfinished business before the podcast about hero hits your earballs. Yeah,
0: probably that's gonna happen because I'm prioritizing watching the next episode of Battlestar Galactica
1: over putting this together. I think that's fine. I think if people skip this episode, I wouldn't blame them. It's fair. Let's let's get through it so we can get to that. That's really what we're going for. Yeah, we're going
0: to do this as quickly as possible. But knowing us and how much we go on tangents on episodes we don't like, it's probably still going to be like ages.
1: So we're in the CIC. We hear somebody saying, Cryptor, Cryptor, Cryptor. What does that mean? Have we heard that before? That's probably a military thing that I don't know about that someone will correct me on. Yes, please Uh, tell us. But I don't think that we've heard Cryptor, crypto, Cryptor which Bulldog says quite a lot in this episode. I thought he was saying his name. I think he was saying no, Bulldog. he says, Crypto, 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 this is Bulldog. Oh, okay. Uh, and Ad- Adama hears this and uh, tells Starbuck and Kat to hold their fire, and they're going to escort this uh, mystery raider in. Uh, and I should also
0: say, okay, first of all, everybody, I forgot to bring my notes So I'm just trying to remember them right now. But I'm pretty sure there were very significant glances between Gator and D at this
1: point where they were like, what the frack? Yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of meaningful glances. What the frack is going on looks between. um, Very meaningful.
0: And shout out to my guy, Gator, because he's not a lot in this episode either. It's just not enough.
1: Not enough no there's a lot of focus on plotline we don't care about and yeah we're missing a lot of characters that we know and love yeah mm-hmm. um so they call them the marines which i just i still am really confused by the marines there it's just like this whole military branch that n- is never really explored
0: yeah but they're everywhere they always talk about the marines and yeah. i'm like but what do they do just there's have no water
1: i didn't give them a lot of well uh water is navy
0: what are the Marines then? I thought the Marines were The Marines are like super army. I thought Marines were in Aren't the Navy. They? No, I'm pretty sure Marines is the Navy. I don't know, someone else tells. I swear, like I I I dated a veteran. I should really know this information. I thought Marines were Navy. You might be right. Tell us. We can't be bothered it's the holidays <laughs> so we're tired does someone know this information please let us know
1: anyway they i don't think they're directly under the jurisdiction of adama and i i think that's interesting i'm just i don't understand the military i don't understand the way the military works in this show or in in general really so this raider comes onto the hangar deck and the bottom of it pops out and all this raider goop yep standard falls out. that's what happened
0: when starbuck did it too yeah,
1: right. which we're going to talk about Starbucks experience with the Raider. <laughs> so they everybody like crouches down like, ooh, who's going to come out of this Raider? Lots of guns, uh, lots of guns, lots of crouching. And then uh, our new friend Bulldog mm-hmm. plops right out of there, all covered in goop. Mm. So um, it's like being born. So, OK, I, I'm going to hold off on I'm going to hold off on criticism and we're going to try to. Power through a little bit before I start ripping into this episode. Okay, yeah, that's uh, generous of you. So Adama approaches him, and uh, Bulldog gives what I call a slimy salute. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, and everyone else is just like, oh, that sounds like a sex move. <laughs> the slimy
0: salute. <laughs> the slimy salute. It actually <laughs> sounds like something like, oh, a bit of the slimy. Oh, a bit salute. of the old slimy salute, eh? Yeah, it's a
1: classic. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I got some theories about what that could be.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Definitely. Those those two fingers?
1: Three? How many does he have? Oh, I was thinking about other appendages that could salute.
0: Oh, I see. Mm. I was really thinking about slime and fingers and
1: saluting. There's a lot there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Why does anybody even listen to us anymore? They just don't know.
1: (laughs) So, everybody's like... Who the fuck is this guy? And they're like, well, obviously, it's Danny Bulldog Novacek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know exactly
0: who that is. I thought it was Danny at the beginning, but it's Danny.
1: It was supposed to be Seamus. Okay. I think they wrote it as Seamus, and then they cast a black guy, and then they changed it. Um, Shout out. like. Spoiler alert. Black guys can be called Seamus. Agreed. There are black people in Ireland. There are. Okay, great. Good. Also, Ireland doesn't exist in this no. universe. So you could call him Seamus They changed it. I don't know why they changed it. That was just a theory I had which is potentially problematic.
0: It's probably true.
1: So we hit the credits. We've got this 20 week 40, <laughs> 41,421 survivors. It's up one from last week, which is cute. They so were like had a bull- baby. No,
0: bulldog. Ah. <laughs> I thought that someone had had they, a child. They
1: added him in. That's nice. Yeah. Unless, you know, if he had turned out to be a Cylon, then it could have been a ruse. Like, nope, surprise. Somebody had a baby and this was not a human. But we find out right away that it is a human. With Doc Cottle, who's like, do you want a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> he's such a professional. He's my problematic fave. Um, but in the Dunda Duns, they show Bulldog attacking Adama, which I don't. I just don't know. That's why I never used to watch them. I never used to watch the Dunda Duns because it gave away too much of the episode.
0: Yeah, but it's often misleading, so you don't know. Like maybe Adama like, had a dream about you it. You
1: can see the ways they're trying to mislead you. Yeah, I I've never known how I feel about them. Mm. Yeah. So we have this little flashback. And Adama... uh, So many flashbacks. So many flashbacks with so many boring military dudes. Mm -hmm. They're like, we have this top secret, super secret mission. Can you do it? And Adama's like, yeah, I can do it, but I got to bring my guys. Yeah. And there's only one pilot that he trusts to fly the super secret mission. Just one. Wonder who it is. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then Cottle confirms uh, our boy Bulldog is not a Cylon. He is physically in great health uh Roslyn wants to meet him and they're gonna set that up Roslyn
0: is so good in this episode she like she's just like i'd love to meet him mm-hmm. and then she's like with him she's just like so
1: tell me about things she's just great i just she's just she rosalyn is, is just great um so bulldog has this meeting with adama adama's quarters um and adama's like Tell me what happened. And he has this amazing line that's like, Oh my God. It's actually well, really sir, good. I was with the Silence for three years. The <laughs> accommodations were lousy. The service was slow and uh, I just felt the institution did nothing to offer me. I thought that was great. That's one of the best. That's one of the best highlights of this episode. Like it's a low bar, but that is actually pretty
0: great. I loved, I loved that. He was honestly, like, I think this actor here is far. fantastic. Oh, he's really great. Yeah. It's, it's not on him. No shade to our guy. He just, you know, It's not his fault.
1: It's just, it's, it's it's not not, his fault. It's not a great episode, but I feel like
0: we're also never going to see him again. Hmm. Oh, will we? No. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's one of those things where it comes in. He's like so significant. and He's like such a part of it. And then he's just gone. And I hate episodes like that. Me too. I hate, I hate TV like that. And, so I think BSG was really in this time when good TV was transitioning to story of the week.
0: Yeah, I think that like that's from story of the week to serialized. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And there was a really big like there was a really big period of that. Like wasn't it like Twin Peaks was the first one that was like serialized? Oh, was it? Yeah, I think Twin Peaks was the first like really serialized TV show.
1: Well, I mean, they the really changed with like The Wire and The Sopranos. No, and Buffy. Buffy was a big one. Buffy has so many Monster of the Week episodes. No, no, Buffy took most of its format from X-Files.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that... But I think that Buffy was one of the shows that was like a mix between the... You could watch an episode, but there was a serialized story.
1: I think, and I never say this, I think you're giving Buffy a little more credit than oh, it deserves. I don't know if it's... I just... Like,
0: that's around the time when it started happening. I it, don't it was all
1: happening around that, that time. time. But that was before Battlestar. That Buffy was pre Battlestar, but I would say still in this era with like, but like Charmed was there, and like there's a bunch of TV shows around that time that yeah, were I like mean, similar. A lot. The X Files too was yeah. one of the original I haven't seen monster I'm of the sorry. week style episodes, mm. and they still had huge like overarching uh, uh, serialized like serial season yeah. long and series. But it long was around. Arcs. It was around like the
0: late '90s, early 2000s, except for Twin Peaks. I'm pretty sure Twin Peaks, and I could be wrong. And like, I'm not a big like. I know. There are a lot of people who are like really into David Lynch, and like I liked the first season of Twin Peaks. I like the movie actually that came out, like the prequel to Twin Peaks. I really like that. I think it was a really interesting depiction of like, it was just really. Have you seen it?
1: I have, I started to watch Twin Peaks and I just, I needed somebody to watch it with, and I didn't have, I started watching it with a roommate and he gave up on it. Yeah. And I, it's the kind of show where like the fun of Twin Peaks when it happened was. Everyone was, was talking, talking about, about it. it. It was like watching, like I I had that experience with Lost, which yeah. I think is not a great show, but at the time everybody it's was like what Game of Thrones them, is now, so and I'm not into
0: Game of Thrones, and I feel like really out of the collective experience. Except that Game just of Thrones is really fun it. to talk about, like, yeah, at work. But like I, I just I watched two se- I watched one or two seasons, and I just I don't know, I couldn't. I should I, I don't blame you I- anyway. Point being is I think if I'm correct. Twin Peaks was like 1990, early 1990s. I think it was 1990 or 1992 for some reason. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was the first show that was like proper serialized that had actual like online people like talking about it to each other and like making theories about it. And like it's kind of crazy. And I like the movie, but the second season gets like in a weird lost place for a long time. There's like a lot of shit that was going on behind the scenes that I think, like, I think david lynch wanted to make it a certain length of time and then the people were like no you need to stretch it out to this and then all this weird shit happened and then i watched the reboot and i got like a few episodes in oh i think i watched a great like i think i watched about five or six episodes in and i was watching along with like you know the online community and then i was like i don't know i didn't finish it i was like I, i just it's
1: david lynch is weird though that's his whole shit. Yeah, and yeah. his his, but like sometimes weird for the sake
0: of being weird. And I feel like he's got really culty followers who are like everything David Lynch does is amazing. I am like, mm, but not everything. Yeah. Like he's not a god, and he's weird. So I don't know.
1: It's there for you if you like. I weird. would actually really like to
0: know if our listeners have watched Twin Peaks or if they like it. Yeah, I think the first season and as I said, the movie, which is like all about um, like Laura before she it's Laura, right? I think so. The main character who died. Um, it's all about her before she died and like her abuse. And I think that's just soup. It's actually done really, really well. Anyway, yeah. anyway. it's Firewalk with Me. That's the movie.
1: It is. I don't think I've seen the movie. You'd
0: want to watch the original Twin Peaks, then the movie because it's spoilers
1: getting back into this episode of television yeah i think we could talk about the history of tv for a long time here and it might be more interesting but we're here to talk about battlestar galactic uh, episode and hero
0: episode and how much we hate episodes of tv like this where it's like
1: we get so much about this person
0: and it's gone yeah have you seen that southback episode
1: I, I haven't
0: okay i'm just going to talk about it for a second <laughs> and then we'll get back to this episode of tv <laughs> Uh, there is an amazing episode of South Park. I don't know what season it's in. It's definitely between, I would say it's probably between seasons eight and 14. That's very broad, but it's anyway, it's, quite, it's about, quite broad. it's about the economy. It's hilarious and, um, you should definitely watch it cause it's very funny and it's one of, it's a very good South Park. Ep- South Park's very clever. Anyway, he puts money in a bank and he's like, um, and I'm going to put that to work for you. Blah, blah, blah. And it's gone
1: and it's just like,
0: <laughs> next please <laughs> anyway sorry you should watch that episode of south park about the i think it's called it's the economy stupid or something i don't know
1: yeah you could watch that episode about, instead of watching this episode exactly
0: it's all about it's focuses around a story of s- Stan trying to return his dad's margarita mix machine.
1: Oh, I might have seen that. And time
0: it's, ago. it's the one where they heard sole table, and then every word with arble, he says like that. Sorry, sir, I'm not able. Um, <laughs> have you tested the Ethernet cable? And it's like, it's so good. Do you call
1: it solatable? table? We do. I used to, I worked in Virginia oh. at a European style bakery restaurant, mm-hmm. and th- people would come in and they'd be like, Hey, can I get a croissant and a coffee? Like, it's, it's so hard because, like, I have this problem where, like, I lived in France
0: for a while and, like, there are, and I even had, so I had a French boyfriend. We worked in a restaurant in, like, Queensland, Australia together. And there was a point where he would be, like, um, Cabernet Sauvignon. And people would be, like, huh? And so then he just started saying Cab Sav. It's which is what Australians call it. Like okay. Cab- Cabernet Sauvignon is Cab Sav. Sauvignon Blanc is
1: Sav Blanc. Like we just fucking shorten everything. I worked with this guy who used to say Savi Blunky, and I wanted to punch him in the face every time. <laughs> so bad. Every, he did it every day. <laughs> it's so bad. One time is lame. One time is bad.
0: But it's hard, right? Because like, it's a thing where like, if you can pronounce things correctly, like, you know, you get like, I have like a friend here called, um, Marion. Now, If I say that in a conversation, I sound like a (laughs) fucking dickhead, but that's how she says her name. Now, everyone here just calls her Marion, of course, and so as do I, because I'm not going to sit there and be like, um, Marion, and I'm sorry, my French accent's really terrible at this point, but the point is that, like, right, when you pronounce things correctly, you sound like a dickhead. You do. But then, if you can pronounce them correctly, like, maybe you should. I don't know.
1: No, I lean towards you sound like a dickhead.
0: Croissant. Although... Can
1: it, I have a croissant?
0: No, no. I, have, I just said croissant. I know. <laughs> um, I used to work in a Mexican restaurant. Ooh. It's actually in Queensland, Australia, which is kind of like your Texas is our Queensland. Interesting. Yes, it's our Texas is Queensland. And I used to work at a Mexican restaurant in like a very white beachy tourist town. I mean, our Texas does border Mexico, so it has that going for it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so imagine that, except like on the other side of the world where we don't sure. have Sure, That makes um, sense. And people trying to pronounce things was like the funniest thing in the world. I have heard people call, ask for jalapenos,
1: mm-hmm.
0: jalapenos, jalapenos. Yep. Yeah. Quesadillas, quesadillas. Yeah, I've
1: heard quesadilla here. Yeah, I yeah, have. yeah. I it's- had a, a lovely couple on a date, and the man ordered for the woman. Oh, uh, as it's how very chivalrous patriarchal of you, sir. Uh, and he was like, and the lady will have the filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that guy. <laughs> With all the confidence <laughs> of a mediocre
0: oh, the unearned white man, I'm sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: Great. All right. Who Come on. Prince. I love how much we can not talk about things when we don't we're want to. We're going to
1: try so hard. Awesome. Okay. So, no, we're going to do this. We've got it. We're going to talk about this episode. Because we want to watch the next one. Continue. Oh, my God. God. Uh, So, Bulldog says the Cylons on this ship also got sick. Presumably, this is a ship that's, like, not connected to the Cylon fleet that we've had the most contact with, but nobody really knows? I mean, I think it's
0: interesting because I think kind of what I inferred from later in the episode is that he had been like that story had been made up, but then I don't think but that he really. made it up. I think that they made it up for him because the, the door was
1: open. See, this is where this episode just it fully doesn't make, starts to any unravel. Any sense, right? So we get this flashback of a very obviously sick and gross-looking Diana banging on
0: the banging on the now, cell bars. Now we've seen her with other prisoners,
1: and she does not. Well, this is a different Deanna. They're I all know, different. But they all have their own Cylon personalities. But like...
0: Also, I um, him. this uh,
1: this scene was supposed to be kind of just a visual, and Lucy Lawless was so good at improvising dialogue that they actually included the dialogue in the episode. Shout out
0: to our gal. Lucy Flawless. Oh my goodness, that's a perfect name for her. <sighs> Can I also say, okay, so I know that I should have done this ages ago, and I'm going to shout out to our listener, Cara, who did actually offer to take me to the cinema to see Wonder Woman. Oh! <gasps> When it came out and I was like, I'm busy. I don't know what's going on in my life. Rah, rah. I've, I've had a big period where I missed a lot of movies. Anyway, I finally turned off the lights. Just like at home by myself. I like I did Wonder Woman, you know, you did Wonder Woman. I watched it. And there are a lot of scenes where she looks very Lucy Lawless.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Like, I love Gal Gadot. I mean, the Xena look is very Amazonian, and they have a lot of contact For with sure. the Amazons. But there are just a few scenes where she
0: like turned her head a certain way or whatever, and they don't really look
1: that much alike. But there are a
0: couple of scenes where it's like, "Is that Zena?" And mm-hmm. it was. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, I, it's a great I, movie. I I approve. think that's
1: a great compliment to our girl Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So to so both of them, they're both beautiful. Let's be real. Oh God, yeah.
0: Oh, now I'm getting mental images of them together. Xena and Wonder Woman. That'd be quite a thing. I love the line in the movie where she's like, oh, I read all the things on pleasure. And she's like, I don't think you'd like the conclusion. Basically, men are very good for procreation, but not necessary for pleasure. (laughs) And I was like, I think that might have been the No, that wasn't the yes queen moment where I yelled at the television, but that was a moment where I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's. Men are not necessary. It's so funny how they, you know how those female astronauts, they sent the group of female astronauts to space because they didn't want them to have sex?
1: Yeah, I think that's that was uh, they, a thing they were thinking about doing. Yeah. I don't think it actually happened. Yeah. Uh, but, but they were like, we want to send all women because no one will have sex. Yeah. Why don't you, I don't know, go check out a women's prison, see what's going on.
0: Yeah. And then I was like talking about it with a man. And he he was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'd find something to like, you know." How could they possibly pleasure themselves? No, it wasn't like that. It was more like they assumed that for women to pleasure themselves or each other, that they needed to have like a oh penetration. Yeah, and I was like, "That's fun too." I mean, penetration is fun, but also not necessary. You know, like but also ladies can penetrate 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 ladies
1: with a variety of exactly implements. But it (laughs) (laughs) was. Okay, we got off track. Let's continue. (laughs) So Bulldog waits until Deanna's real close to the bars. He's doing some weird push-ups. He's keeping Uh, fit. He jumps up, punches her out. We never saw her unlock the cell. I guess we're supposed to know that she did that when the camera wasn't on her, that she opened the cell doors and left them unlocked before he punched her out. I don't even know. So many (sighs) loopholes. Continue. Continue. So they go to this meeting with Roslin. This is in Adama's quarters. they There's this whole backstory about Toron colonists being outlaws. And it's this rare mention of hostility between the colonies that we don't normally talk about. we It's one answer to the question, like, what does the military do in peacetime in mm. the twelve colonies? Apparently, they go after the Torons, who are notoriously sketchy.
0: Okay, I feel like at this point I just blocked out all exposition.
1: That's fair. I watched and I this don't episode three you. times
0: and I do not remember that part.
1: So, well this this isn't even a real story. It's just the story that they're telling to cover up the other story that they made up that doesn't actually. Oh, this fit is the scene the where Roslin's like. This is the scene where Adam, where Rosalyn and like,
0: uh, yeah, and then he walks out. Bulldog walks out and Roslyn's like, "Do you want to tell me the real story?" Yes. Um, shout out to Roslyn. Also, is this and- a Tori. Yeah, yeah. Tori's like, Always so Tori. can you
1: go back and explain that again? Yeah. Like, she is really
0: grilling him. I think that right now might be a good time to talk about last week's BDE award.
1: Oh, sure. Let's, while we're at let's, Roslyn. D- just, we've talked about this episode for 30 seconds. Let's get right into that. Yeah, great.
0: Okay, cool. Because I was, like, already bored of it. So <laughs> let's just break something else in. <laughs> All right. So the results from loser to winner. Uh, at 0%. Oh. Loyal AF Athena, sorry, we thought you were great. Uh, 22%. Genocide is bad, Hello, which like, I mean, this couple, they're just not winning
1: that much, really.
0: It's very upsetting. I,
1: I think they're a little passive for
0: the BDE yeah. award. Yeah, it's true. In second place, surprisingly, we have Frack the Pain Away, six, I'm
1: not going to lie. That's who I voted for. Uh, I think that I did too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know um, where we stand.
0: You know where we stand. And at 44%, Kill All Roslyn, shout out to our gal who like is definitely a contender for this week's BDE award.
1: I'm here for it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. congratulations, Roslyn, on yeah. your award We're for having a big dick. Check the mail. The <laughs> award should be arriving shortly. That's totally from buffering. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. We're going to keep it. ours now. Yep. So yeah, they have this whole bullshit story about how the Torons were drilling on a moon that was it's close bullshit. to the armistice line in space, which is a thing that does not make sense. This is also bullshit because
0: we have so much exposition anyway, and then this is bullshit exposition. This yeah, it's it's like guys, settle down. We
1: already have enough made words. up exposition to cover up the other exposition, that which we're we gonna, gonna get eventually later. hear. So, we find out that Adama kind of made a bad call, left Bulldog, uh, whose plane he thought was destroyed, but actually Bulldog ejected at the last minute, and they just leave it at that. No, Uh, yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. But Obama fucking went for it. Did you say Obama? Because I I try, I want to do that every episode, and I'm honestly surprised that I've never done it. Wow, I might have. I might have. You've got Obama on the brain this week.
0: I've got Obama on the brain. Yeah. Adama and Obama are very similar. They're very
1: similar and they're very like, as, I don't know. As words and people. Leadership figures. Mm -hmm. They both hold similar places in my heart. Do you think Obama watched Battlestar Galactica? I'd like to think so.
0: We should ask him.
1: I bet he didn't have time. He's very busy. He watches TV shows. Maybe we should tell him about our podcast.
0: You know what? We should. I'm going to make it happen. Hey, Mr. President. (laughs) Still not president. (laughs)
1: Uh, So Tori takes our friend Bulldog to check the registry to see if he has any family that might have survived. It's a very nice gesture. Mm -hmm. They leave the room and our girl Roslyn's like, yeah, you're going to tell me what really happened? Mm -hmm. And Adama's just like, it's my my mess. I'll fix it. Mm -hmm. And she... Okay. So for as gay as Rosalind looks in this episode, in her like like button down shirt, yes like look, yes. and then in her blazer look, she looks really gay in this episode and she's also sitting in a chair just fully sideways. And I don't know if you're familiar with all of the internet memes about how lesbians can't sit in chairs.
0: Okay, I did not know that, but I can't sit in chairs. Does that mean I'm, I'm more bisexual than I thought? I struggle. I sit with my legs crossed. What is this? Tell me about this. I feel like this is great because it's like me exploring my uh, gay side with Kaylee. So mm-hmm. we've got two things. I'm teaching you about the world and you're teaching me about the gays. Continue. The gay women. I'm trying not
1: to, I'm trying not to take offense. No. About... Me telling you that I'm teaching you about the world. (laughs) Teach me about the world, You didn't think Australia
0: had states.
1: You learned Uh, that. You live there. (laughs) (laughs) It's one corner of the world.
0: (laughs) Um, What was it that we talked about today when I came over and you were like, I didn't know Australia this.
1: I just don't know a lot about Australia. You're Mm -hmm. teaching me about Australia. Do you know someone asked me the other day if Australia has Christmas? See, they're not as bad off as I am. What do you mean? I know Australia celebrates Christmas. No, so you're better than them. And I know that... Oh, the, I said the wrong thing. Yeah. We're several beers people. It's <laughs> necessary. We're several beers okay, Teach in. me more.
0: Teach me more about being a gay woman. I need to hear it.
1: Lesbians can't sit in chairs. Okay, well,
0: I can't sit in chairs, so now I feel closer to my lesbian side.
1: I think that's fair. I think you should own that. Don't tell sitting anybody you have to sit in a chair the right way.
0: Sitting in chairs is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. I like to sit on the floor. I like to cross my legs. Yeah, I don't like. I think chairs. that's the
1: queer side of you expressing itself.
0: Thank you. You're I welcome. didn't know they were connected. I just didn't think I like chairs.
1: <laughs> you don't and- <laughs> like chairs because you do like pussy. Exactly. <laughs> is that how it is? <laughs> that's, is that that's,
0: that's is that why gay gay men math. sit
1: like game?
0: <laughs> fantastic Continue. Uh,
1: yeah no i'm not gonna equate that to how men sit in chairs it's a whole different thing
0: Oh no! They just uh, my favorite thing to do. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. My favorite thing to do since I moved to New York is when two men have their legs like wide open on the subway in a three person seat. I just walk up and go, "Excuse me," and I, I, I sit directly between them, and I like shuffle myself like in there, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sitting in here." And then I like
1: dig into my pockets to get my cell phone, and I'm like elbowing them. <laughs> it is like one of the
0: like a. I, I started doing it so I lived here for a few months before I left for a while I came back and actually it was really funny when I lived in Australia in the interim how much more aggressive I was Australians are very like like Brits on public transport like they're just like very polite like sometimes there's just seats left because people are too like oh no you oh no oh, oh and then everyone stands it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> or like someone would have a seat like in the middle of two people or like on the window and everyone would be too polite and I'd be like excuse me and just, like, go sit directly there. And then after one or two months living here, I started doing this with mm-hmm. the men. And I was like, I felt like a New Yorker. I know I'm not. I've been here less than a year,
1: but... No, that's a big part of it. It is. Being mm-hmm. aggressive on the subway, especially towards manspready men. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... You've, it makes you're it, earning your place here. Thank
0: you. I love it so much every time. It just gives me a little thrill. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking on the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one. Two men at a time, it seems. Wait, that sounds wrong. You know what I mean.
1: <laughs> Take on as many men at a time as you need, sister. <laughs> uh, speaking of chairs. <laughs>
0: you're so good at keeping us on theme. I am I'm destroying this. I keep... Listening. Lisa didn't even bring her
1: notes. No, I forgot them. And I also forgot... I think you uh, subconsciously made a choice to forget them.
0: I also... It's hilarious because when we record on my bed... So we're at Kaylee's house this week... Um, with her lovely dog, who's actually being very calm. She's taking a nap. She is. She's a nice girl. Yeah. Um, we usually, on my bed, cannot use stands because it doesn't work. And here, there's plenty of places to put a microphone stand. But, of course, it's not in my podcast back anymore. And so, we are holding microphones anyway.
1: Yeah, it's tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what can you do?
0: Okay. So, I don't have notes, but also... We I don't was have always going to go on <laughs> tangents on this episode, especially now that I've almost finished my third beer.
1: i almost finished my second beer. Do you know what we have left is that citrus jammer beer that we hated? I refuse. I might go for it. <laughs> I told you we have tequila. You might go for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Continue. So Rosalind leaves the room and Adama slams his chair down on the floor. Mm-hmm. Because he's mad about something. (laughs) That's what men do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Deanna, then we see this sequence of Deanna wandering the halls of Galactica. uh, And she's spotted... And she ends up at a door that she can't open. And the door fire. says, end of line, which is what uh, one of the things the hybrid always says. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then fire. 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 And then she gets shot. And then she wakes up. And where does she wake up, Lisa? Oh, my God.
0: She wakes up. I just had to. Pull I'm going to get
1: my beer while I Lisa is doing this. the microphone
0: so far away from my face. And it's still too loud. She wakes up. She wakes up in bed. In a bed. In a bed. In a bed. With Gaius N6, I cannot even with this. What the frack is this actually his experience? I am, I just, I I cannot.
1: I believe while you were discovering this moment, I was going on about how ridiculous that bed looks on the Cylon base ship, and I wasn't even paying attention to who's in it because it's like in the middle
0: of a room and it's like red and like decadent. Well, it
1: looks like the bed that used to be on Colonial One, which would have been a ridiculous choice to bring the four poster bed (laughs) that was on Colonial One when they were on New Caprica. Like, hey guys, we got to evacuate this planet. Let's just get this four poster bed out of here. Maybe they were just trying to make him comfortable. Maybe that's the Cylon model bed.
0: Maybe it is. But I'm
1: sorry. Can we go back to this? I have so many
0: questions. Lay 'em on me. Do they do this every night? Is this how it's been for how long has this been going on? I well, it certainly wasn't going on pre-torture. No. So, so I think we can when assume he simultaneously that told head six and Diana that he loved them. Then she's like, like, oh, and he told Caprica
1: this. six he loved her in that same episode. It's a lot of love. A lot of love. He's got a lot of love to on give. On that base star. He's got a lot to give. Wait, what did uh, Steve Supersonic Jeffries on Twitter had a funny comment? Did he? Uh, ain't no party like a base star party. Because <laughs> a base star party you don't stop until Gaius has fracked everyone on board.
0: Wow. I'm pretty sure that wow. was the tweet. Let me see if I can find it while we... Ain't no party like a base star party because a base star party don't stop until Gaius has slept with everyone on the ship. See yeah, that was close. That is actually my kind of
1: party. I'm here for that.
0: Yeah. Um, I just, th- th- I mean, and then like all the stuff that happens after like six coming up to Deanna and being like, are you okay? Is it Gaius. And then they look over together at Gaius and he's like having a conversation. I mean, that is a later scene, but yes. No. There's but some it's like,
1: processing that everyone is doing. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Including I, you.
0: I don't, I just, I can't. I don't, is it? <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> but truthfully, it's just its just a lot. It's
0: I woke up the it's dog. It's a lot
1: to take in. Oh, Lenny's awake now. Sorry, Lenny. What do you think about our threesome? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for it. Um. Obviously,
0: I am. They're all really naked. It's great. They're real Deanna naked. They're real hot. Up. Oh, my God.
1: Like They now had I a just, real great time together. But like, I just, it's just a lot. It's it, a lot. There's just something very fitting about Gaius, like, fracking every person in the universe over and then somehow ending up in the bed of like two of the hottest beings Mm -hmm. in the universe it's also
0: like just kind of like a little bit of a like by just like bisexual dream i just like i can't I can't even handle... You can't even process... It's just too much. The hotness of those three people together in a bed. I can't. Even two of them would be too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a threesome with any two of them would be great. I just... I can't. Anyway, we we have to move on. Yeah. But this is, to be fair, like one of the only good parts of the episode. So I feel like we spent the correct amount of time on it.
1: I think you're totally right. Mm. I bet you're going to be thinking about that for a while.
0: I just... Every time, like I watched this three times and every time I was like, oh
1: my God. I watched it three times too and you know it was three times too many.
0: It was, yeah, but not, the threesome
1: was not three times too many. No, the threesome was three times just right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Saul in his quarters, he's having a little game I of see it. I see it.
0: I see it. I see it. I see it. Guys, I see it. <laughs> but like, it's so, like, it just, it's never explained.
1: I love it.
0: I do kind of do. But is it like he's moving his cigarette and like at the point that he sees it, he's like, I see it.
1: Yeah. To where his field of vision used to be twice as wide. So now he's waiting until. It's just such a weird choice. (laughs) I think it's a a sad game of a depressed It's a really sad game. But I I I think it's hilarious. I wonder who, like, also his makeup is not too bad. I I don't know. But my heart. Wants to say that Michael Hogan created that. I feel bit. like it feels like he did too. <laughs> like it doesn't feel, especially because like- his eye patch is off and he's got like a weird, gross, yeah, thing going on for this scene. And it, I just, I think he as an actor would have been very aware of it. It yeah. just seems like a moment that would have been uh, created on the spot.
0: I, I really, I felt the same way. I would be really interested to see if it was like an actor because I know a lot of the choices in this like I know the actors always have a really big like you know
1: yeah the more I learn about the show the more I learn how much the actors brought to the process which I, which I, I think just, is incredible I completely
0: love but I I re- it really does feel like it was him mm-hmm. and it's just it's just like when we both start we're just like lo- what is this just, game
1: just a little game of I see it I see it. <laughs> I see it it's so sad and it's so brilliant uh so Adama comes in tells Ty what's going on he's like Bulldog's alive? <laughs> like, the acting in this episode is great. The service... The it they the did what they could doesn't what they do them any They favors. did they could. Yeah. Adama is kind of asking for advice, and he's like, um, you know, am I your friend or your exo? Because last time I checked, I was neither. <laughs> uh, and we get this very cryptic, like, are you going to tell him what you did? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Adama just kind of walks out. Um, and then Ty goes... Right for Ellen's lingerie, he does the AC game a little bit
0: more, doesn't he? And then he goes for Ellen's he lingerie. does um, not-
1: for a second. Like, I, it's not. It wasn't obvious that they were flashing back, and so you just see Ty holding the lingerie, and then you see lingerie on skin. And I really thought he put it on for a second, and that was the <laughs> plot line that I was here for. I want to see that. <laughs> that would be. Com- more complicated and even weirder than i see it mm-hmm. yeah it's no it was game. just a flashback to him but it is Ellen. a great game i'm sure yeah it's a great game uh and then bulldog shows up and at ty's like it he's ty's knocking place. on the door and ty's like frack off yeah but mm. then he answers the door welcomes him in bulldog's like oh ty offers him a drink and bulldog goes you have no idea and ty's like yes i do yeah he really, he really does he does he really does so, Adama invites Lee to his quarters and starts talking about the Valkyrie. He, Lee, I think Lee says something like, what happened to the Valkyrie? <laughs> I just anyway, wrote like, it only exists for this episode. Exposition, exposition, That's what happened exposition, to exposition, it. exposition.
0: And then there's like Apollo, he's like it's not your fault or something like, but it wasn't that it was something else. It was like, Yeah. so
1: Adama confesses to Lee that, but it's
0: like into, inter-two- into I was going to say into That's not a word.
1: It's not, but I like it. I like it. It was into <laughs> with Ty telling. Yeah. These scenes yeah. go back and forth. Adam is confessing to Lee that he shot Bulldog down to protect the mission, which was really to like, Check on the Cylons and see what they were up to. And Lee just has this like sad little boy moment of like, We knew the Cylons were out there, we didn't do anything. Yeah. Um and there were like theories that the Cylons were building a war machine and the Admiral T. Santa Dama on a secret mission in the ADAR administration. and blah, 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 blah.
0: But can we also say right now that your beautiful dog is up on her hind legs? Yeah, we call that meerkatting. She is totally meerkatting. It's adorable. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of her. <laughs> She's She wants to contribute. She does. <laughs> You're so I just think she's very funny because, like, if you give her a little bit of attention, she's like, "Is this
1: love? Love me?" (laughs) She's my girl. We have a lot in common. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking for a while already. She's probably ready to go out again, but we're gonna power through. We're gonna power through. Look at your belly. So we have this (laughs) flashback, and just none of this crap makes sense. Like. Bulldogs in a stealth ship, and they're like, "We see you, Andredus," and that's just not the point of a stealth ship. And that's something we know about because they built a stealth ship on Galactica, and nobody could see it until Starbuck <laughs> was like, "Look, I'm right in your face. It's a stealth ship. What?" <laughs> like, that's the point of stealth ship is you can't see it. So they go. He goes like, "I'm right in your face. It's a stealth ship. What?" <laughs> He goes like a little bit into space and he's like, I'm over the the armistice line that exists in space, which just space is big and mm-hmm. you can't really, I don't think you can really divide it by lines yeah, like, in that manner. Yeah. And also if he could see anything, it also probably would have shown up on Tritus. Mm-hmm. So they really didn't need to send him to go look
0: mm-hmm. visually look know. let's agree
1: that none of this makes any sense know, none of this
0: makes any but sense. i really want to remember the line that apollo said over and over and over again which was like it was not your fault but it wasn't that it was something else uh you were
1: taking orders yeah there's there's so much here so let's skip most of it no because no one should have to watch this episode i love you watched it for them it's a gift that we give to our fans that they can listen to this Merry episode and not. Have Christmas, to watch Hanukkah, it holidays, I don't know. For themselves. Whatever you celebrate. It's uh, a gift to you. So
0: I love that Kaylee's like, I took handwritten notes today, so like it's not as many.
1: No, I didn't say it's not as many. Oh, I, said I, I said they would be more so. confusing.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so usually Kaylee has them on her computer and I'm i have them. Usually very professional. And I have them on handwritten. I have like half a page of handwritten notes. It
1: kind of depends on what my roommates are doing. If they're in the living room having a pretty little liars marathon, then I need to watch BSG on the computer, which means I take handwritten notes. Mm. So yep. all, all yeah, all very dependent on the living situation. Mm-hmm. So bulldogs flying out in space, looking for silence, doesn't see anything. A mysterious vessel, vessel jumps in, shoots him, and jumps right out. And then two more mysterious vessels jump in. We don't actually know if they're Cylons. We never find out for sure. Nope. Uh, And so he gets shot. The ship is like going down in the Cylon area of space. And Adama is making this call to destroy his ship because he doesn't want it discovered. It feels like this shouldn't be
0: such a big deal. I feel like this is just like a standard military thing. I mean, it feels like they've made this call before. And they'll make it again? Yes, that's exactly what
1: I'm saying. I think for Adama he takes this really to heart because he sure. knows I that mean, this was breaching the armistice deal and mm-hmm. could have been the catalyst for the war except we fracking know that's not true because they're saying this happened mm-hmm. I think 1 year before the Cylons attacked but we know that uh Boomer was in place at least 2 years before the attack. Mm-hmm. We know that the, like the Cylons have been planning all this crap forever. Yeah. It's all Also it Adama has specifically talked about serving with people on Galactica for two or three years. Mm. Like, they just... They made this episode up for no reason. They created the Valkyrie, which shouldn't exist in this universe because Mm. Adama was on Galactica for several years, according to all the rest of the history of the show. Yeah,
0: it's all a bit bullshit. I'm even bored talking about it. Let's keep... Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving.
1: So, Ty's quarters, he... It kind of lets, lets Bulldog know what Adama did and was like, mm. you've always known it was true mm-hmm. and tell them surviving can be its own death sentence. Yes, I
0: that's a line that stuck out for me too. I feel like, but I just feel like as a military person, this should not be as surprising or as upsetting. And like, I understand that he's been through a lot, but I just feel like I am not in the military, but it is what I would expect if you decide, like the military is not about individual lives, it is about like the greater good, if you will. I mean I say that let's say I'm saying it like Grindelwald right now. Mm-hmm. But like the point is is that like it's not supposed to be about individuals but like the collective and what's best for the collective and But so if I don't anybody think is going
1: to take on the guilt of oh, it one, be one individual, individual be but I'm dharma. not talking
0: about a Dharma. I'm talking about like bulldog who's like lost his mind it's like what the fuck did you expect of course this is what happened yeah, i got I my know. laid I back think... stance now this is when you know i'm like yep i'm laying down this is just
1: melting into the i'm couch. melting into the couch mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know we find out this backstory about the Torons was made up and uh, adama feels like he was the one who started the war even though we totally know that's not true it's not all about you adama but this scene like this episode these actors are doing brilliant work in this scene it's not and it's fault. such a waste it is it's such a waste it was of a, a terrible line. story like yeah. adama's crying and lee's mm. comforting he's uh he's like you were only one man that's the line and it only takes one yeah one uh, man that's the one
0: i was thinking of he says it like 15 times i'm like donald trump right now i think now. he says it twice yeah exactly <laughs> but this is the world this is the world we live in
1: right so it's at least 15 times sure we live in a world of hyperbole mm-hmm. yeah you know what's fun is let's move on to uh six checking in on Deanna about how she's sleeping that's more yeah, fun she is that's more fun and she's like you know, I think God's trying to tell me something, and Six is like, it's about Gaius, isn't it? And like, just not every fracked thing is about Gaius. But isn't it? No, no. But also, how nice is their
0: interaction? It is. It's very tender. It's adorable. Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, I love the two of them mm-hmm. together, kind of using Gaius. Yeah. Like, that plotline I'm super into. Yeah. They're for just sure. like, yeah, he's a warm body in our bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um,. But Deanna, uh, then we see, goes to a centurion. This plot line is ridiculous, by the way. Ridiculous how?
0: It just, it's just thrown in there.
1: I mean, it's thrown into this really random weird episode. Um, but yeah, she's like... I'm going to go kill myself. Having these weird dreams. So she asks the centurion to, to her. shoot her and then erase its memory of doing so Uh and while she's in in between life and death, she goes uh, to what looks like the opera house that we've been to before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some like glowy figures and flashbacks to other times that she was around death or life. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of this storyline. <laughs> like
1: I'm really here for the threesome, but mm-hmm. outside of that, I just want to know what it feels like to act in the pool of resurrection goo. It just always looks like they're like, it's like all of her face and it's in her mouth. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. Is mm. it warm? I want to know about I that. Experience. It would be warm.
0: Let's ask them.
1: Let's call when up, inevitably let's call up Lucy.
0: Yeah, we'll just call her up. I mean, she's from New Zealand and from Australia. It's basically the same.
1: Yeah, that sounds. You guys all know each other, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 Uh, so then we go to this, like, scene where Starbuck is obsessing over the photos of Bulldog flying in, which is such a TV trope. Where she's like, zoom in on that. Da, da, da. Enhance. Yeah. Enhance. Um, We've
0: talked about this before. But also, have. I do love that this is what Starbuck does in her spare time. And I totally believe it would be.
1: I kind of believe it would be just... I feel like Starbuck's bullshit detector is pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. And I think she's been... Like on edge since Bulldog showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a a poor use of Starbuck in the episode as a whole.
0: I mean, I just think there's not enough Starbuck in the episode as a whole. True.
1: Alright. Uh not
0: enough Starbucks.
1: So Bulldog is doing some push-ups in his room and he's angry and he's ready go and then starbuck is meeting with ty and she's like genuinely just pointing out the plot holes of the episode itself <laughs> she's like well he said the cylons were sick was he just telling us a story we'd buy and like why were those cylons sick like she's setting up a much greater conspiracy in mm-hmm. this scene than the payoff delivers and it's really frustrating yeah like for okay all right Here's where I'm going to get into wow. it. Wow. You just threw away your I notebook. threw the notes down. Okay, go. So Bulldog was in a cell that, I guess, Deanna opened the door of this cell and we didn't see it. And then he punched her out and he ran out. Uh, and apparently the Cylons wanted him to do this all along because they knew that he would be able, he would be able to steal a Cylon Raider to figure out how it flies, which it took Starbuck like hours to do, figure out how it flies, figure out how the radio works, which Starbuck couldn't even do. And she's, uh, you know, some kind of genius. She's Starbuck. Although Bulldog is the only pilot a gentleman was going to fly with. And so mm-hmm. maybe well, he didn't know Starbuck at the time. Exactly. Uh, He, Bulldog just flies in space finds Galactica with no plan of how to get there, pursued by two raiders, but the rest of the Cylon fleet has no idea where Galactica is. They all make it to Galactica, and the raiders purposefully make a big show of trying to shoot Bulldog and missing, and then they get taken out. And they do all of this, so Bulldog would presumably get in with the humans... Find out what Adama did, which somehow the Cylons know all about, and then try to kill Adama. It's very PETA from The Hunger Games, by the way. Except they
0: actually... Wait, have you seen The Hunger Games?
1: I mean, I have. I'm not Mm. making the connection. You know
0: when they kidnap PETA, and then he comes back and he tries to kill her?
1: Oh, yeah, except they fully brainwashed him. Yeah, yeah. That's not really what happened. This, we're just supposed to assume that the Cylons, like sort of tortured him kind of and yeah. then just didn't stop him from escaping and he escaped all the way to finding the fleet that are fully lost in the whole universe mm-hmm. and i think the Cylons figured out the truth and tried to kill adama and they're like wait that's just what the cylons wanted you to do <laughs> was it <laughs> that's a long ass game <laughs> This episode makes no sense, and I said that about the last episode. But boy, this one makes that one look like they just
0: wanted to. They wanted. They wanted to top it. They no, were like, "We could make it. We could make it less sensical." I hate it. Okay, let's just finish it, Kaylee. We're almost there. Kind of.
1: We're kind of almost there, except the climax of this episode There's comes a almost halfway through, and mm. then we have all this wrap up. We have like so Ugh. many wrap up scenes. We're gonna. We're gonna push through them. So bulldog shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, to no Adama shows up to bulldog's quarters. Adama no. shows up to bulldog's no. quarters. No, no, yes. no, no, yes, yes, yes. Does he? Yep. No, this is the opposite way. It no, because not.
0: he calls him though.
1: Yeah, yeah. He calls him, and Adama rolls up, and bulldog hits him with a pipe, ties mm-hmm. his ties his hands behind his back, and he starts crushing his throat. Yep. It's very, it's, it's very yes, intense. Lord. Um, yawning over here. three beers in such an intense scene that Lisa's yawning uh yeah so that's when they get into this whole actual backstory Ty decides to come out of his quarters and like pulls Bulldog off of Adama and throws him down I think Ty's a contender for BBE this week he he earns it by the end Mm. yeah uh, and he like lays out this nonsensical flatline about like the island wanted you to come here and learn the truth and seek revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does give this actually great speech that's like it's kind of this like brutal look mm. at depression. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, like feeling horrible about yourself. It's like this bottle that never runs dry, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's pretty poignant. Yeah, I liked his speech. Yeah. Uh, And we find out, I think that this is the first time Saul's left his room since he was, uh, I don't know, told to take some time off. Mm -hmm. Um, I see it. mm -hmm. I see it. I see it. (laughs) Uh, And Adama then, having not been murdered, uh, goes to Roslyn, submits a resignation letter, and God's bless her. She's so annoyed. <laughs> she's so fracking annoyed. She's like, Se- seriously? This is not about you. Uh, but we do get this moment where he repeats the line yeah. that we heard at the beginning of our podcast, which is like, I said it before. We can't hide from the things that we've done. <laughs> like, I, and she's I know, like, you yeah. said it many times before. <laughs> but also, this is... Hey, you will say it many times again. Mm.
0: But also, this is the point where Rosalind's like, this isn't for you. Right? She just goes, sit down, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> love it like i just like i have like other contenders but like Rosalind's like
1: obviously gonna win yeah it's i it's an unfair competition it seems unfair for her to win two weeks in a row but, but she might have. if you it. earn bde you win bde it's true that's how the game is played uh and she kind of comforts him she's like we you didn't do one thing that started this war we did a thousand things good and bad for 40 years mm. and she's like hey you know what your penance is gonna be I've arranged this fucking ceremony (laughs) for your award, like forty-five years of service. Even though I think that's another timeline thing about this episode (laughs) that does not check out. Uh, What he joined when he was like ten years old, something like that. Um, She's like, "You're gonna, you let me pin this Medal of Distinction to your chest, and you're gonna be a hero." Oh, what? (laughs) What Even if it kills you. Just for
0: one day, you you would be mean. I went into the, I, went in, I went into Moulin Rouge, the elephant song. No, okay. I'm with, I'm with you. Okay, good. I'm with you. Die. I drink all the time. <laughs> we could be lovers. We can't do that. I'm singing this all by myself. Continue. We do all drink all the time by
1: myself. Oh my.
0: Yeah, I know. It's gotten to that point. Sorry, Lenny. I'm going to take us
1: to the end because Lisa's going to some scary places. (laughs) So Bulldog's on the hangar deck. He's catching uh, some kind of flight to another ship and, and Coddle's there and he's like, I saw him again. Yeah. Coddle's like, uh, you know, let me know when you check in with Dr. So-and-so. There's Which, another doctor. Well, we don't know if it's a doctor. and Maybe there is an actual psychiatrist employed oh, in this universe because it seems like Bulldog's in need of one.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's fair.
1: And then Adama hands him his uniform and he's like, one's a pilot, always a pilot, except spoiler alert we never see him again never see him again never pilots again yeah don't hear anything about him yeah also they learned that lesson from the last episode because this bitch flying the raptor um puts the helmet on just to go ship to ship not even flying to a diseased Cylon <laughs> ship he just puts he's got his helmet on just to fly bulldog from one ship to another ship in the same fleet
0: yeah yeah, it's very inconsistent. Wearing um, helmets, people. God, are we there? there was uh, weird well, we, scene, we, have, bomb, the, we bomb have the awards
1: Adama. ceremony. No, I guess we don't actually really see that, but we end in Adama's quarter's uh and Ty ta- oh, show, shows up scene. and he's like heard you got a medal and adam is like yeah they give him for anything these days good behavior this attendance very cute actually this is one of my
0: top scenes of the episode is them in the quarters it's actually very good i like it it's
1: super cute And he, adam is very like, old man like hey friend we need you back in the CIC. it's very cute and is there anything you want to talk about and maybe you could tell me about ellen and And you know if you murdered her (laughs) her. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but they just they have a drink together and like clearly ty's problem is drinking but it's like a very non-judgmental like Mm. no we're just gonna like have a drink it was it was very sweet like friends yeah yeah and that's that's how the episode ends and i think that was a a good ending to go out on
0: i mean it's a good e- it's one of the best parts of the episode yeah and then kaylee threw her book um, so i
1: watched this episode three times and i'm never watching it again it's fair it's totally fair
0: so uh, bte contenders are roslyn ty ty i feel like dan No,
1: not, not really BD. though she's confused like i feel like if anyone the thruple together the thruple the thruple together has a lot of bd i think that's what i'm going for um do we need a fourth i think three is the number of the week just for how gay Rosalind is in this episode i want to give it to her
0: i know but we'll, we'll let the people decide I mean, the throuple is kind of gay, too. Do
1: you have frack counts,
0: or did you not do oh, that? Oh, no, I did. Oh, you threw your book away, to, so I thought I that to your ret- notes were um, to retrieve finished. the
1: book. There were a lot of fracks in this episode, actually. I am not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a lot of fracks about this episode, too. So, Starbuck, our girl, has five. Wow. She's not even in it. I know, which is amazing. <laughs> She, like sometimes i think there are more fracks when the character is less scripted in the episode this I, is five in the two seconds that she's in script. yeah she i wrote him down she's like oh ch- chase these fracking things what the frack is that take the fracking shot she says that twice and mm-hmm. she's like, Frack, why do they keep missing mm-hmm. yeah. In her little little bit of she, she screen time. It, she it says a matter lot how of long fracks. it. Is. She's like, I think make well, come. I think they gave Katie Sackoff just like free reign to say frack as much as she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think she went with it and I love it. We've got two from Bulldog, we've got one each from Rosalind and Adama. So that is nine total. Cylons, we've got the random sick Deanna, we've got Deanna, who wakes up in the bed with guys in Caprica 6, who we also <coughs> see. Um, yes. And uh, the, there's just a million sounds in the background of the ship. Also, the ones who um, are there for Deanna when she resurrects are Sharon, Doral 6, and another Deanna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Great. Wow. wow. Hooray. That's over. It's done. I think this is probably our last Battlestar podcast for the year. Well, dang. Yeah. Uh, I. We'll been be in touch
1: before the end of the year, though. There, maybe there, with might, there might, maybe, depending. We don't want to make promises. We're very good at keeping our promises. That's not true. There's talks of a live watch. There's talks of, of a live watch in the new year finish finish business. business. There's talks of uh, ch- a Christmas special. A Christmas special possibly featuring everyone's favorite Christmas movie, <laughs> uh, look there might be a Christmas
0: special there will be a live watch in the new year unfinished business will be the way we're going to start 2019 because we just want it to be a better year than let's this one let's
1: start strong yes
0: Edges. I think
1: so too uh, and for now what's that cheesy tagline that you decided no it's bad what if we do the thing where it's like what here, you hear, Starbucks and then you'd be like nothing but the rain what is that that's the whole thing that Adama and Starbucks always say oh is it yeah what do you hear, Starbuck? Nothing but the rain. <laughs> and then Adama says something about bringing in the cat. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I love it.